0: WTBN, Pinellas Park. Up next is Verse by Verse, sponsored by Verse by Verse Ministries.
1: As someone wisely put it, he said, the saints are not judges, but saints are not simpletons either. We are not to naively turn away and turn a blind eye to error, be gullible about falsehood and heresy. We have to come to some conclusions about certain people who are in error. In other words, we have to form judgments. We have to make a judgment call about certain people. I love what Warren Wiersbe said about this this whole process of judging. He said, we are the Lord's sheep, but this does not mean that we should let people pull the wool over our eyes. He's exactly right.
2: It is easy to fall for the notion that Jesus was and is always kind and gentle. But not everything he said while here on earth was kind and gentle. Instead, he sometimes said things that might actually seem cruel. How do we reconcile his harsh treatment of the Pharisees and the temple money changers with the suffering servant we know him to be? How do we follow the command of Jesus to not judge others and yet also obey him when he requires that we withhold the gospel from dogs and swine? How do we know who falls into that category and still judge not lest we also be judged? We will find out today and over the next few classes on Verse by Verse. We're glad you joined us for the start of a new series of lessons from the Sermon on the Mount. Pastor teacher Steve Kreloff is taking us on a verse-by-verse guided tour of Matthew chapter 7 and for the next three classes we will be camping right here on one particular verse. A rather difficult verse so if you have your Bible and your home where you can follow along please turn to Matthew chapter 7 verse 6 in this chapter Jesus warned us not to judge others yet he also required that we make some sort of evaluation here in verse 6 if we take either statement apart from the other we will never properly understand either one of them but when we put this verse together with verses 1 through 5 Just as Jesus delivered them, then we can begin to grasp why Jesus said what he said and how we can comply with his command. Now, here is Pastor Steve to begin our class.
1: Well, I invite you to open your Bibles to Matthew chapter 7, verse 6. We are going to look at this one incredible verse of Scripture, and then we will observe the Lord's Supper. In Matthew chapter 7, verse 6, Jesus said, Do not give what is holy to dogs, and do not throw your pearls before swine, or they will trample them under their feet and turn and tear you to pieces. Of all the words in the Sermon on the Mount, these have to be the most startling, even the most shocking of all words. How could these words come from the same Jesus who just prior to the statement said, Do not judge so that you would not be judged? How can he tell us not to judge and then right after that say that there are some people who are like dogs and like pigs? That sounds very judgmental, doesn't it? In fact, it sounds completely contradictory, but it's not. It's not at all. You know what our Lord is doing? He is balancing out a very important truth about the whole issue of, of judging others. This is a balanced statement. Remember in the first five verses of Matthew chapter 7, his message was, don't judge your fellow believer hypocritically. The key there is hypocritically. That is to say, don't set yourself up as, as thinking that you are so superior to him that you appear better than he is when you point out his sin. Don't look down upon him or her because that is hypocrisy. It's hypocrisy because you're only pretending to care about him. You're only pretending to care about God's standards of righteousness If you really cared about your brother in Christ and really were concerned about those true standards of righteousness, then you would first deal, Jesus said, with your own sin of self-righteousness by taking that huge log out of your eye. He's talking about the log of self-righteousness and pride. And then, and only then, you'd be qualified to operate with compassion and tenderness and sensitivity in helping to remove the splinter in your brother's eye. Now, that's the message of, of... Matthew 7, 1 through 5, you deal with the sin of a fellow believer by first addressing your own sin of looking down upon that fellow believer, and then you lovingly, compassionately approach him about his sin as a caring brother or sister. And that that is precisely what Jesus meant by commanding us to not judge our brother. However, not everyone is our brother in Christ. Not everyone is our sister in, Christ. in fact, some people are so far from that that they have an intense antagonism to the gospel. So how do we treat people like that? How do we treat people who are intensely hostile to Jesus Christ? Jesus said in this verse, you judge him. <laughs> you judge him. That's the message of verse 6. There are some people that you have to judge, You judge them in the sense that you you must evaluate in determining that they are like dogs and like swine in their attitude towards the gospel, towards God's truth, the pearls of great price. In other words, while we are not to to judge other believers with a contemptible, holier-than-thou attitude, we are to make certain judgments in order to determine which non-Christians act like dogs and like pigs in their opposition to the gospel. You see, in verse 6, there is a perfect balance that our Lord is talking about. It's the balance between being contemptible and being gullible. We are not to be contemptible, nor are we to be gullible. As someone wisely put it, he said, the saints are not judges, but saints are not simpletons either. We are not to naively Turn away and turn a blind eye to error. We're not to turn a blind eye and be gullible about falsehood and heresy. We have to come to some conclusions about certain people who are in error. In other words, we have to form judgments. We have to make a judgment call about certain people. I love what Warren Wearsby said about this, this whole process of judging. He said, We are the Lord's sheep, but this does not mean that we should let people pull the wool over our eyes. He's exactly right. So, when we put verses 1 through 5 together with verse 6, what we find our Lord teaching is this don't judge your brother in Christ by thinking that you're better than he is. Try to help him, try to help her with their sin. But you must, you have to make a judgment call by deciding which people to treat a certain way, which people are like dogs and like pigs in their attitude towards the gospel. These people, you don't try to help. These people, you leave alone. These people, you withhold the truth from. These people, you let the Lord deal with alone. Now, this is one of the hard sayings of Jesus. It's a hard saying. We're not used to a saying like this, but this is a hard saying, and it forces us to grapple with a very difficult issue. You know what the issue really is? Who are we told not to evangelize? That's what this is talking about holding the gospel back, not evangelizing certain people. That's what the verse is really dealing with. It is Christ's command to withhold the precious truths of the gospel, which he calls holy food and pearls, from certain individuals who he said are like dogs and they're like pigs. And he's talking about spiritually, morally. And the way that Jesus presents this teaching is by giving us two key principles about withholding the truth from certain people. Now, that's what we're going to look at this morning First, he gives us a command to withhold the truth from people he calls dogs and swine. And then he gives us two reasons why we should do this. So the Lord doesn't only tell us what to do. He tells us why we need to do what he said. So let's begin to dig into this verse in order that we discover exactly what Jesus meant. We don't want to misunderstand this, and then we want to know how to apply it to our lives first principle that Christ lays down about withholding the truth is this. Number one, he commands us to withhold the truth from dogs and swine. He says, do not give what is holy to dogs. And do not throw your pearls before swine. Now, obviously, the first thing we need to do is to identify who is he talking about. Determine what is meant by the word dogs and the word swine. First of all, dogs, in in biblical times dogs were not your cuddly little pet. If you're a dog lover, this is not talking about that that wonderful pet you have, friendly household pet. Dogs in biblical times were, were wild animals, savage, ugly mongrels that prowled around the streets looking for garbage to eat. They, they would be compared to like a pack of wild uh, dogs today. If you've ever seen that, that's that's not a pleasant picture. Remember, it was in the Old Testament we're told that that the dogs were to eat, and they did eat the body of Jezebel. That would be more the picture here. There were dirty, snarling, vicious, and often diseased scavengers. And what about swine or pigs? Well, they were considered by Jewish people to be the, the most unclean of all animals. They were the epitome of uncleanliness. And we're not talking that they were just, you know, wallowing in the mud. They, they were an unclean animal, ceremonially unclean. We're not talking here about Miss Piggy. We're not talking about one of my favorite characters, Porky the Pig. I'll not, you know, I'll refrain from doing my Porky Pig imitation, but um, we're not talking about those kinds of little cartoon characters. These were wild and and filthy animals, probably derived from the European wild boar, which, which meant that these were animals who were given to violence. Now, Jesus took these two filthy and dangerous creatures, dogs and pigs, and he said that there are some people who are just like them, morally dirty, ungodly, perverse, and vicious. In other words, there's a certain kind of person that Jesus said is savage-like. Savage-like when it, when it comes to their response to the gospel. So, who are these people that Christ is referring to? Well, let me say by way of elimination, we know he can't be referring to all unbelievers. Can't be referring to all unbelievers, because Jesus said that, that we are not to give these people what's holy, nor are we to throw them any pearls. And the holy food and the, the pearls are a clear reference to the gospel message. The Lord would never say don't give the gospel to all unbelievers. That would be a complete contradiction with everything he said about evangelism. He's not talking about that. And I might add, by, just by way of understanding the pearls, in that day, pearls came from either the Persian Gulf or the Indian Ocean, and they were rare. They were, they were highly prized and, and very expensive. In fact, Jesus gave a parable. We, we sang a song that alluded to that, the pearl of great price. He gave a parable in Matthew 13 about a merchant who sold all of his possessions to obtain one pearl, one pearl. And what about the holy food? Well, the holy food would have been the, the animal meat the, from the animal that was sacrificed at the temple, but they, they had leftovers. They had leftovers. Some of it was burned up. Some of it went home to be with the, uh, the priest and his family, but there were, there were leftovers. What do you do with the leftovers? Well, there was sacred food. But Jesus said, you certainly wouldn't throw leftover sacred food to the dogs. You wouldn't do that. That's for the garbage dump. You don't, you don't do that. So the Lord is certainly not telling us to refrain from evangelizing all lost people. But what he is saying is don't share the riches of God's truth with certain lost people who, because of their spiritual hardness, their moral perversity, and their wicked viciousness, they stand in deep and intense opposition to these precious truths of salvation. So what kind of a person is Jesus talking about? Well, the Bible gives us insight by mentioning, at times, some characteristics of dogs and, and pigs. For example, in Psalm 22, you don't need to turn there, but Psalm 22, verse 16. We're told this, dogs have surrounded me, a band of evildoers has encompassed me. Now, Psalm 22 is is King David in the midst of being persecuted for righteousness, giving us a prophetic, prophetic foresight, prophetic insight. He prophetically, in other words, foresees Christ on the cross. Psalm 22 is a picture. Of Jesus Christ dying on the cross, surrounded by evil people who, who act like a pack of wild dogs. That's what verse 16 is talking about. And the imagery is this. Like dogs, they circle him. They snap at him. They're ready to tear him apart. They're vicious haters of Christ. That's the kind of people that, that Jesus said, you don't give anything holy to them. You don't do that. They don't just hate Christ. They have vicious hate, hatred. They snap. They snarl. They surround him. These are the people who put him on the cross, and if they could do it again today, they'd do the same thing. In Second Peter, which we've been studying in the evenings, and we'll continue that tonight, the apostle Peter speaks of apostate false teachers. These are false teachers who, who once claimed to believe the truth, but they've abandoned the truth. He compares them to dogs who return, he says, to their vomit. They're filthy. They throw up, and then they eat it. He speaks about pigs who wallow in the mud. That's what they enjoy. That's their nature to do that. He says these are the same ones who mock and scoff at the second coming of Christ. Uh, A a mocker delights in ridiculing the gospel. He's He's not a normal unbeliever. So you see, the kind of person that Jesus said we are not to share the gospel with is not your typical unbeliever, but an unbeliever who defiantly rejects it, he scorns it. He scorns it to the point of mocking it and ridiculing it and scoffing at the precious truths about Christ. So what our Lord is teaching us is that we are not to spend our time witnessing to those people who have developed a hardened contempt for God so that they would just ridicule and argue with us over the truth. In other words, presenting truth, the truth of the gospel to people like this who only blaspheme and and mock at it. It's like offering precious pearls to pigs, holy sacred food to to dogs. You just don't do that. Jesus said very plainly, don't share the truth with people like that. Now, that may sound strange to us. It may surprise us to hear that there's any verse in the Bible that says don't evangelize. So often we, we hear, and rightfully so, we need to share our faith. We need to evangelize. But in this verse, we're told that there are certain people you should not evangelize. And if that surprises you, you need to understand that the Lord Jesus, in his own ministry, refrained from sharing the truth with certain people. There are certain people that Jesus chose to withhold the truth from because he knew that they had already been exposed to the truth, and they were hardened to it. They, they rejected it. And not only rejected it, they defiantly, pardon themselves to it. For example, we read in in Luke chapter 23 that when Jesus stood before Pilate and Pilate questioned him, Jesus did respond. They didn't have a whole lot to say, but he did speak to Pilate. He wasn't completely silent. Pilate, we read, sent him, when he realized Jesus was a Galilean, he sent him to Herod. But you know what? When Jesus stood before Herod, he refused to speak to him. He refused to speak to him. We read this in Luke 23, verses 8 and 9. Now Herod was very glad when he saw Jesus, for he had wanted to see him for a long time because he had been hearing about him and was hoping to see some sign performed by him. And he questioned him at some length. But notice this. He answered him nothing, meaning Christ, though questioned at some length. So there was some amount of time. Wasn't that brief. Jesus never answered him at all. Why didn't Jesus speak to Herod? Because Herod was a sin-hardened fool. A sin-hardened fool. A man who, the Bible said, used to listen to John the Baptist. Could you imagine? Now, you know that John didn't hold back any truth. You know that John just gave it to him. And yet, Herod was simply amused by it. Herod was so hardened to the truth that he had John executed, had his head chopped off. But Herod, it says, was eager to speak to Christ only because he was curious. He wanted Jesus to perform some, some miracle. But in his heart, and the Lord knew this, there was only contempt for Christ. Because it goes on to tell us in verses 10 and 11, and the chief priests and the scribes were standing there accusing him vehemently. And Herod, with his soldiers, after treating him with contempt and mocking him, dressed him in a gorgeous robe and sent him back to Pilate. Jesus refused to speak to someone like that. On another occasion during his ministry, the Lord was teaching his disciples an important truth when when word came to him that the Pharisees are offended by what you have to say. This is Matthew chapter 15. Someone said, Lord, they're offended. They're insulted. What did Jesus say? His response was, leave them alone. They're blind guides of the blind. In other words, don't say anything more to them. Leave them alone. Don't even try to clarify because they're blind and they're hardened to the truth. And those who follow them are doing the same thing. But not only did Jesus at times refuse in his own ministry to say any more truth to certain people, but he actually instructed his apostles to do the same thing. In Matthew, Matthew chapter 10, this is very interesting. In Matthew chapter 10, verse 14, we read this. Now, the Lord, in the context, the Lord is sending out his disciples to go minister to Jewish people in the surrounding areas of Israel. But in verse 14, he says this, whoever does not receive you nor heed your words as you go out of that house or of that city, shake the dust off your feet. Now that expression, shake the dust off your feet, was very well known to Jewish people. It, Jewish people back then believed that if, uh, if they were in an area where there was dust or dirt from, uh, or a place from Gentiles, they would be defiled. So when they would leave, they would shake the dust off of their feet, their sandals. So it was saying, Jesus was saying, if somebody doesn't receive what you have to say, though Jewish, treat them like they're a pagan. Just move on. Just move on. Those who don't receive your message, treat them as if they're the heathen. Just walk away from there and move on. Just move on. The apostles took this to heart because there are a couple of instances in the book of Acts when we read that they actually turned away, Paul did, in ministering to certain hardened people. For example, in Acts chapter 13, Paul is in a city known as Antioch, and here's what it says. Acts 13 verse 44, the next Sabbath, nearly the whole city assembled to hear the word of the Lord, but when the Jews, and and when the Bible mentions the Jews, not Jewish people in general, it's the Jewish leaders, not meant to be a derogatory term, but when the Jewish leaders, or it says the Jews, saw the crowd, they were filled with jealousy. Yeah, because they were following And listening to Paul rather than them. And they spoke. They began contradicting the things spoken by Paul and were blaspheming. Paul and Barnabas spoke out boldly and said it was necessary that the word of the Lord be spoken to you first. Since you repudiate it and judge yourselves unworthy of eternal life, behold, we are turning to the Gentiles. And a little bit later, it says that uh, they shook off the dust from their feet in protest against them. We also read just a few chapters later in Acts eighteen, when Paul came to Corinth. Verses five and six say this But when Silas and Timothy came down from Macedonia, Paul began devoting himself completely to the word, solemnly testifying to the Jews that, that Jesus was the Messiah. But when they resisted and blasphemed he shook out his garments and said to them, Your blood be on your own head, I'm clean. From now on I go to the Gentiles. So that's the same thing that Jesus was teaching. Same thing. Jesus did it, the apostles did it, they withheld the truth from certain people and Jesus is telling us that we're to do that. So now that we understand that, now that we understand this, that in commanding us not to give holy food to dogs or throw our pearls before swine, Christ was telling us not to share the gospel with certain individuals. How do we apply this to our lives? How do we put this into practice? What do you do with something as, as difficult as this? Well, I think the obvious application is that Christ's command indicates that there are certain people that we are no longer to witness to. This is not an excuse to stop witnessing to everybody, but there are certain people that we should stop witnessing to.
2: Pastor Steve Kreloff will tell us how to identify those people on the next verse-by-verse. But before we wrap things up, let me just encourage you that if you have been witnessing to a loved one for a long time, but they are still sort of on the fence, do not give up. It is not the people who are slow to decide that Jesus is warning us about. He means that we do not want to waste time and dishonor the gospel by continuing to present it before those who are stubbornly hostile to the truth. But the explanation will have to wait until our next class. We are nearly out of time today. Verse by Verse is produced by Verse by Verse Ministries which is a logical extension of Pastor Steve's preaching and teaching ministry at Lakeside Community Chapel in Clearwater, Florida. Pastor Steve has been serving at Lakeside for more than 27 years. Verse by Verse Ministries is a faith ministry supported by the prayers and gifts of listeners like you. If you would like to listen again to today's broadcast, please stop at our website, versebyverseradio.org. You can listen online or download today's class or any of the previous lessons available on the archives page. That's versebyverseradio.org. It is often helpful to hear a message all at one time, but due to the limitations of radio, we need to break Pastor Steve's messages into smaller parts. The whole message is available on CD or cassette if you would like to order one. Just call us at 727 727- leave your name and a number and we will call you back during weekday office hours our number again is 727-441-1714 have you ever been subjected to intellectual intimidation by someone when you have tried to share the faith with them how do you counter that or do you counter it we will think about that on the next verse by verse